0: Coming up, uh, hour number two of the radio program. Puck and Gas with you from the Carter Volkswagen studio. An hour away. We'll talk more about this coming up in a little bit. But $100 to Habitude Salon and Spa coming up at noon. Lunch with listeners. Mother's Day, of course, coming up on Sunday. Uh, We want to know a funny story, a quirk about your mom, something that uh, endears uh, your mom to you. Uh, we will share our stories uh, coming up at noon. Give us a call uh, coming up at 12 o'clock. And uh, the best story, the story that makes us laugh, the story that we like the most, uh, will win our $100 there to Habitude Salon. and by joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. You can hear him every single Saturday right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR from 11 to 1 o'clock. He had his debut show last week. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Terry Bluntz. Uh, What's up, guys? Hi, Terry. Now, what did we decide on the name of the show? Okay, now, we went with uh, Blunt Sports Talk, uh, the obvious choice,
1: but it's kind of like, you know, what your your suggestion is kind of like when you go to In-N-Out and you have the secret menu (laughs) that no one knows about. You know, so that's, that's the actual, that's kind of the secret name is the one, one you have out. So, so, so we'll just leave that for everybody who really knows. Did you ever you know,
0: know, Gas, you've been to In-N-Out. I never knew there was a secret menu you could order off of. I've never, never, been, I've never been to In-N-Out.
1: Well, then you wouldn't know about oh the secret my menu.
2: I've never been to In n Out. good. You'd oh,
1: yes, you have not good. lived. Yeah, oh my God! Well, I've been to some yeah, pretty right, good. That's... I've
2: been to some pretty good burger places. I yeah. don't feel like God forbid it's... something were to happen to me this afternoon, like I injured myself trying to get to the Mill Creek Country Club in less than fifty <laughs> minutes, <laughs> and it's a poor gas. He never got to In and Out. I'd be like, yeah, but I did some pretty yeah, cool things. Your, that should be on your tombstone when you die. If you don't, <laughs> my, my tombstone's going to read, "I told you I wasn't feeling well." <laughs>
1: I love that. By it, the way, it's I have good. got you guys beat on the craziest baseball injury ever. I oh. have definitely got you beat. Okay, well, you, you, beat. you have okay.
0: you have a story that beats David Price being missing a start because he was playing the video game Fortnite? I got to hear this. Okay, I, this is a good. So, this is true now. Back in back
1: in my cub reporting days, a young young buck when I was covering the Astros in the 1980s when Nolan Ryan was in his great years, uh Nolan Ryan's tough as they come. Never missed a start. You know, we all know he beat the crap out of Robin Ventura when he charged the mound. That whole story. Okay, so we come in, the manager time was Bob Lewis and he says, "Hey guys, just got to let you know uh Nolan's going to miss a start tonight." And we go, "Huh?" Goes, well, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, he got bit by a coyote."
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: That is an absolute true story. He had a ranch. The ranch in Alvin, Texas he got bit by a coyote. He had to go get tested for rabies. Was completely pissed off that he had to miss his start. And that uh, it really, it, was not, it hurt that bad. They just wanted him to go get tested for rabies because yeah. he got bit by a coyote.
2: Well, Now, how did that happen? Was he out working his ranch? I mean, did the coyote come it's into the as, house? It's not as fun as
1: it sounds. did isn't like yeah. he was out there with a gun shooting wild oh, game or anything. Right. It's He had actually found two coyote pups that apparently had... Their mother had been killed or something Mm -hmm. like that. So he took the two pups back to his home, and in the process of doing that, one of them bit him quite nastily on his hand. And so he had to be tested and all this stuff, and he was really really mad about it. So, yeah, yeah, he literally had to miss a start. Because he was bit by a coyote. But do we think <laughs> that
2: that does that fall into the same category as I played video games too much and hurt my hand? No one's actually trying to do something. Po- I mean, I get the point. They'd be like, just leave sleeping coyotes lie. I get that. But at least he's trying to do something for two of God's creatures here. Right. He know, Price him, is uh, like, yeah. I better play Fortnite for the nine millionth time before I go to bed, and and you know, so it's a, right. it's a little different. You know, I mean, Ryan was a rancher. I, yeah, I,
1: w- I would seriously doubt Nolan Ryan has ever played a video game in his
2: life. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> To explain that to him. That's also how'd you get hurt? I was playing video games. How'd you get hurt? I was trying to save a coyote. I mean, it's a, well, one has an act of manliness to it. The other is like, well, I was playing video games.
0: That is a very good point. Oh, a highly unusual. And, and we were joking earlier, Terry. And again, uh, Terry uh, Blunt joining us has a show uh, Saturdays right here on 950 KJR, 11 to 1 o'clock. Every single Saturday debut show uh, was last week. Uh, Blunt, Sports, Blunt Sports Talk with Terry Blunt. I like to call this segment Smoking Sports with Terry Blunt. But you know we're yes. going to confuse you with a bunch of different. That's our inside name. Yeah, yeah. The inside name. Um, the, cool pe- the cool people know that one.
2: That's right. When you when you smoke sports with Terry Blunt, you know that insider <laughs> menu, dude. <laughs> I want, I want the real menu here at In N Out. What is the
0: style. secret? What's animal how, style. What is the Yeah, the secret menu drives me, That's a, for another day, but it, it blew me away. I never knew that there was a secret menu there to, uh, to In N Out. I'll
2: say this I'm going to In N Out now. The first chance I get, the next time I'm going to tell me In N Out, I'm going there and I'm like, forget this crap. I want whatever the secret menu You You right now, or Europe. I'm
0: not leaving. I think you have to know exactly what. I don't think. I think they'll. I want yeah, the secret menu, to, and they'll you you be like, have what be do you have to be a need? member of the club. You well, can't,
1: you, know, you can't just come in. You have to have the secret code. And all that. if
2: you're loud and obvious sometimes you can get what you want because they want you out of their place <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> that's
0: right. terry what did, what on the debut show last week what did what did we cover here on the airwaves on saturday well it was fun you know we had uh we had uh tj coddle on to
1: talk about right. the mariners we had greg bell on to talk about the seahawks that was great about all the rookie class and uh, and we also had the uh newest punter who is i think going to be a punting superstar Michael Dixon was on the show to talk to us about his first week with the Seahawks. It was really cool. He thought, he said some really technical stuff I didn't know, like it's actually easier to punt an NFL ball than it is a college ball because <laughs> he said the NFL ball is, and this is his quote, is juicier than the college football. So it's easier to put where you want to put it. And uh, anyway, great guy, really fun interview, talked a lot about, Australian rules football, and, you know, this guy's not just a punter. This guy actually, you know, played where you didn't have pads and had to hit people. Right. So, you know, he's actually a pretty tough dude. So yeah, that he, was fun. It was a fun show.
0: Yeah, we had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, he's, he's got a good sense of humor. He seems like a pretty chill dude.
2: And it sounds like does, from the people, the, the, the people that saw him said it's bizarre what he can do with a football. Yeah.
0: It's unbelievable.
1: I watched one video of, well, I watched a bunch of video of him. But by the way, the whole thing of the urban legend about whether he actually drop kicked a a ball sixty yards through the goal—that's true. He he actually did that. But there is one video of him kicking a punt for Texas where he, the ball left his foot at the five yard line, landed in the air at the other twenty three, so that's eighty two yards, and then rolled to the eight. And uh, he said, he said, he told me he's actually disappointed when his ball doesn't go sixty yards in the air off his foot. He's disappointed when that doesn't when if it doesn't go that far. Wow! wow. So uh, he's going to be fun to watch.
2: So I have something in common with the new punter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very odd. You do? That's amazing. What? What? Did you happen to make? Well, well, I'm trying to think a Saturday you were doing the show. Did you happen to make it out at rookie minicamp at all? to see those guys? I did not. I did not get out there because
1: I was doing the show and some other things and uh, actually went to the Sounders game. Right after that, nice. that Saturday, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, it's exciting. I mean, no. the whole deal with Shaquem Griffin, of course, and, and everybody wanting to know how he will do and how excited he was to be there. And Greg says the guy's just unbelievable. He just, you know, you could they had to slow him down. He said, you know, he said, calm down. It's you know, <laughs> it's just rookie game. My wife so, was uh,
0: yeah, my wife was at the airport two days ago. She so flying out on a business trip, and he was there, and she was like five people behind him in the security line and said that it was like a – she's like, it's amazing. You, you wouldn't, you couldn't believe how many people came up to him to talk to yeah, him, to congratulate wow. him, to say, man, can't wait to see you play. And, and she said he couldn't been, couldn't have been nicer. He, like, sat and talked, took pictures with everybody hmm. and, and shook yeah, their hand, talked said, to him. Yeah, he's kind of said that, you know, that you wonder about that. Is that
1: going to get to him? And he said, look, I, I'm used to this. It's, it's yeah. been that way my whole life. Now, I don't think he's quite – going to realize what's going to happen when the NFL season starts and all the attention he's going to get worldwide I heard he'd already turned down interviews in like Japan and you know across the globe so uh, that's going to be happening
2: but he says it's it's nothing new to him
1: he's you know he's used to that kind of stuff and so it's no big deal so maybe that'll help him
2: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, not to discredit, but he is the punter. It'll calm down a little bit around him. He seems right. just like a terrific... And, you know, there's, here's the other reason it was worth burning a draft pick on this guy. This guy wasn't the punter at, like, Southwest A&I. I mean, at Texas, he is used to that big, crazy... <laughs> right. You know, Terry, you know what it's like down there. The, yeah. the atmosphere yeah. around that, this isn't going to be a quantum leap for him to go into the NFL. He's going to look around and go, there may be a time where he goes, this is almost as big as it was at Texas. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I asked him, as a matter of fact, I asked I said, I know Texas, the facilities there are beyond belief, and they are. I mean, the, the kids' locker rooms have TV screens in them. You know, it's unbelievable. So I said, everyone that comes up here talks about how unbelievable the Seahawks facility is. So from someone who came from a place like the University of Texas, how was it for you? He said, oh, no, this is, this is something else. He said, this view, this practice field, this facility. He said, I'm in awe. He said, I couldn't be happier. He said, it's just it's amazing. You walk in here, and he goes, it, it stuns you. So that's
0: good to know. Uh, Terry Blunt joining us. Got a new show that starts uh, that's on every Saturday right here on 950 KJR. Last week was the debut Blunt Sports Talk with Terry Blunt, 11 to 1 o'clock every uh, single Saturday. I'm going to get to what's coming up on the show on Saturday. Uh, Brandon Marshall, that was the story yesterday, Terry. They're going to kick the tires on 34-year-old Brandon Marshall because he's over 6 feet, and so we got to think that uh, maybe he can catch a few passes. <laughs> From Russell Wilson, uh, obviously he's, he's way past his prime. Uh, what do you think about kicking the tires on that guy?
1: Well, I you know, I, I think it's a possibility. It depends on what he would want. I mean, the guy's really big. You know, he's 6'4", 220. I don't, you know, he certainly doesn't run like he used to, but I know he can still catch. Just do you, is it worth it for to bring in a guy who's probably just going to help you for one year? You know, is it is it worth it? Do you think you need that badly enough? I'm not sure that he. They're convinced that that would be true in the fact that they have other guys. Why their their depth at wide receiver isn't good, but you know their tight ends can play out wide. Uh, McKissick and ProSize both can play wide receiver. You know and do line up at wide receiver sometimes. So is it worth it? The, what he gives you though is that size that they really don't have from anyone else. That guy who's that was the one thing that they got from Graham. You know, he could do that role kind of down toward the goal line that that Graham did in, in posting up on people in the end zone a little bit. So I just don't know that it's worth it, though, at this point. For a team that's really kind of, in some ways, regrouping and trying to go back to who they were and starting over a little bit and going with younger players – I just don't see it as being the right move for them. I, I understand what he brings to the team, but I just don't think it's worth
2: it. And you're saying not worth it to sign him, but in terms of bringing him in, this is—I love when they do this stuff. Why not? Why not talk to the guy? Take oh, a look I, at talk to everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody. exactly. It yeah, doesn't—it totally. doesn't hurt to to do that. And the, maybe you know, maybe the guy blows your socks off. Right.
1: Maybe he comes in and he still can run a four or five, and he's you know catches everything you throw to him, and you go well. Maybe this is worse. I, I yeah. hesit- it never hurts to bring a guy in. Right. I guess the only
0: hesitation would be for a guy for for the thought that you want to kind of get rid of the craziness and the extracurricular activity in your, right. in your locker room, why, yeah, why would yeah. you bring him in?
2: Except you can he say that mean, to him. You can be, to borrow a word, you can be blunt with this guy yeah. and say, yeah, look, the ol- only way we're interested in you is if all of this stuff is in the past. Right. and And the first second we get the feeling it's not... You're gone, you know, So, yeah. so I, I mean, I know what you, if he's in his prime, that's more of a concern. But at this point in his career, it's like... well, I guess
0: if it was if he, if he were more in his prime, I'd be more willing to be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> right, this guy's right. clearly. I mean, yeah. you know, 2015, he had a good season, but but you know, he's he's taken major steps in that regard. He's that's talked true. to the public about his
1: problems. Yeah. He's really, I think, I hope he's past that in his career and in, as a person. So he's talked quite a bit about that. So I don't know. You know, I I would he would have to convince me that he could come in and catch 30 to 35 passes and really make a difference for the team. And maybe, you know, we'll see.
0: You are, uh, Terry, you are a huge NBA fan. Uh, we, we've discussed this before. What do you, from, uh, put on your, your old, you know, report, the old scribe hat from years ago when you were at the Chronicle Dallas Morning News. What, what, what would you write about what you have witnessed from LeBron James in these playoffs?
1: Well, I mean, he's, he's, you know, I just, it bothers me that people always have to compare eras and compare him to Michael Jordan and who is better and all that stuff. Why can't we just enjoy the fact that he's the greatest player of his era? He's fun to watch every single time he takes the court. He is just not only in basketball, but he, he is probably the greatest sports athlete of his time today in any sport and it's why don't we just enjoy that and watch him and, and see what he does so that's what I feel about it it's just so much fun to watch him play and see what he does night in and night out it's beyond belief I mean the guy the guy could literally be out there I think with uh, you know four guys off the YMCA league and still have a chance to win <laughs> he's he's just that good so I just enjoy watching him play every time, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be a big topic for us. The NBA playoffs now on Saturday, I think, you know, we have this series now that everyone wanted to see at the start of the season with the Warriors and the Rockets. You know, the Rockets going out and getting Chris Paul, and there is some serious bad blood between mm-hmm. these two teams. I mean, these teams really don't like each other. And uh, I'm going to have on a, uh, a very old friend of mine from radio in Houston named Barry Warner, who's in the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. Who, If you've never heard him on radio, you will definitely want to listen. He is one of a kind. Uh, he was a mentor of mine many years ago, and he's going to talk about whether or not the Rockets can actually pull it off. I mean... I, are they good enough to actually challenge the Warriors? And there's so many people who think no, and there's a few who think maybe. But I just can't wait to watch the series, because mainly because they really dislike each other. And well, that's going to make it fun.
2: I think the Rockets are definitely, and I'm not sure I'd pick them, but this idea that, oh, there's just no way. So, well, hang on a minute. I mean, the Rockets were good all year. They've got the the horses and the tools They've looked great in the postseason. I, it would not surprise me at all if they make it t- tough on the – I'll be more surprised if the Celtics make it tougher on the Cavs. And I'm not saying I – mean, you know who knows what will happen then in the next round, but the Cavs, I think, have an easier road here than the Warriors.
1: No question. I mean, the Boston's going to get better and better. They're young and going to continue to improve. I mean, if they had had the guy they went and got at the start of the year, if he had played all season instead of 10 minutes, think how good they would be. So, but, you know, and and Irving. So, you know, they don't have all their guys, but I think this Rockets-Warriors series is is really going to be an incredible battle. The Rockets have deliberately built their team to try and beat the Warriors, and the Warriors think that's laughable. I just think it's going to be a hoot to wash. This is so important to Chris Paul. The first time he's ever made it to the conference finals. This is why he came to Houston. He had a phenomenal game with 41 points over the weekend to close it out. It's, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch and see what happens between these two great, you know, Western conference franchises. And then, you know, everyone's assuming then you can, then you take on Cleveland and they probably will. But, uh, it's kind of fun that everyone's just kind of taking Boston for granted, which maybe will fire them up, but I just can't see them being able to contend with Cleveland and with LeBron.
0: Terry, give another quick plug for the show. Besides uh, what other uh, guests you have coming on, what other topics you think you guys will be chopping up on Saturday?
1: Well, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about uh, no-hitters. You know, with with Paxton coming off that fantastic game, how it was so fun to watch, being in Canada and his home country and all that stuff, and about no-hitters, we're going to go into some detail about no-hitters, and that is, In this era, are no-hitters easier, harder, or a combination of both to happen? And I have some stats that will be really interesting on that about whether we're going to see more of them, whether we're going to see less of them in the future, and why and what they mean, what they can mean to a team, especially a team like the Mariners who are on the cusp of, of finally getting into the playoffs. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to uh, uh, talk a a little bit about the Sounders' big game coming up with Portland. What a great win that was for them last night at Toronto. Really unexpected. They played so well. Uh, Now can they go to Portland and win again against their big rivals? That, That game will be Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I want to bring up something I'm going to do every week, and that's this thing that I do, which is either a sports hall of honor, somebody that goes into the sports hall of honor, or somebody that goes into the sports walk of shame, It'll be one for the week, every week, and I uh, won't reveal who that is. That could change in the next two days even. But just one of those each week. Like, for example, if we didn't do one last week, but if I would have done one last week, it would have been the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Hall of Honor for what they did for Ryan Shazier, mm. changing his entire salary to an $8 million bonus, which right. I thought was really cool. So, you know, one of those every week. And uh, so a lot of fun stuff coming up.
0: Mm. Hall of Shame should go to a softy for... Not understanding. Oh, I how think th- bet. Yeah, can't.
1: They both lose that bet. I mean, geez, yeah, that's just. Yeah, off. <laughs> Cause,
2: <laughs> Cause Terry's paying attention to the Sounders. Do we have yeah. time for Puck to ask? Cause Puck was talking about their formation last night and how it impressed him so much and 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 how it was set up and did you, didn't you want to ask terry a question about that i was <laughs> going time, to but
0: we're just out of time it was 30 seconds Listen, past. i know I, I tell you i am no soccer expert but i'm
1: you know i really want to learn more about it since it became you know on our station and i've gone to their games and it's great and i i really love watching that game last night was just fun to watch I mean, it was a. There was a save by Stephen Fry in the final seconds that kept it safe, preserved the win. It was amazing, and you know, it was a lot of fun. It was just fun to watch. And uh, I am far, far from any soccer expert. We've got
2: we've got oh, Jackson. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, so that's why we. Short, that,
0: that's Terry. That's why we have Jackson, who obviously has pregame coverage that's coming right. up on Sunday. All right, eleven to one this Saturday. Blunt Sports Talk with Terry Blunt. We'll chat with you again next week. Have a good one, Terry. Thanks, guys. See you. All right. There he is, uh, Terry Blunt. Uh, Jackson, what time does the uh, what time does pregame start on Sunday? 12.30. 12.30 there on Sunday. Uh, quickly, an update on Softie's poll on our bet uh, that we made. Puck and I made a bet that would make a 4.20 tee time this afternoon. That was yesterday. It was supposed to be off the air at 3.30. Sounders kickoff got moved back, so we stayed on the air until 4.00. I canceled the tee time. Does, is the bet canceled, or do I lose the bet? Uh, 3100 votes are in. Softy, uh, his people, his own fans have said 71% say Softy loses the bet. 29% say the bet was canceled. So I don't know. That's, that's his people. I don't know. What else do you want me to say? Uh, all right. Coming up next, one of, for me, and I think Gas will agree with this, one of the best has called it a career. And uh, we'll tell you who that is
1: now. Back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk.
0: All right, so I would say this. You can agree or disagree. I think one of the best has just called it a, a career in the National Basketball Association. Uh, in a in a first person account at ESPN.com, Nick Collison uh, has announced today that he is stepping away uh, from the game of basketball. He is retiring. Uh, Nick Collison played, God, how many years in Nick Collison? Nick Collison played in what, 15 years in the NBA?
2: Is it 50? I would guess more than that, actually. It's got to be at least 15 because he was here for three years. Four, 14 years.
0: 14 years? 14 years in the NBA, four of which as uh, a three, or three or four of which with uh, the sonics he was drafted in 2004 uh and I got to get to the part of the piece that he wrote on espn.com which would which gets to Seattle because I think mean, that's what people care about here sure if there's any if there's ever been an athlete that was associated with that team now we only had durant for one year but people love durant because durant has always been a guy that no matter where he has gone he has always talked about his love his uh, affection for the city Right. In fact, when he did this outdoor basketball court renovation across the country of giving kids a park to play, have an outdoor basketball court, through his foundation, the very first park he did mm-hmm. was here in Seattle. Right. I believe it was down in the Rainier Valley. So he is always, that one year, he is, you know, listen, that was, one of, that was one of the best times of my life. Listen, he was a rookie, one rookie of the year. Uh, I will remember being in the, in the locker room that day. Dick Fane and I were in the locker room the, the day that uh, they played their final home games against the Mavericks. And I remember going to the locker room. And especially Luke, Earl, Earl Watson, and then Nick Collison. And and Nick and Luke, who had um, come into the, the league together, were I mean, Luke is from Bellingham. He grew up a Sonics fan. He was he 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 knew what was happening, that this was it. This was the last game last game they were gonna play in Seattle. And so did Nick. And I remember talking to Nick and Nick was always great, usually all the time and talk to him and he I mean it was hard for him to find words. He was very emotional about it. Right. Because how much the city uh, meant to him, and at every stop, he, when he went to Oklahoma City, guys, you remember this? You were you were still here. He would always talk about it, and I think at some point, he someone told him, "You have got to stop talking about Seattle. Yeah. You don't want to get in trouble with your new team." And he played his entire 14-year career with that organization. Yeah, it, per, it, it, I don't know if anybody had to talk to him, or maybe eventually
2: just hit him. You know, at some point, you have to. You know, you say, "Well, we're going to move on." Well, he had to move on, but you know his. It was always heartfelt with him. This was a guy who kept a place up here. He was up here. You'd run into him in the summer. He, he kept a place on it's Queen Anne, right? right? It's right up the street. It's a tent right over there? It's the
0: tent. He's, in, he's <laughs> right by the dog park. He's always. He still has a place uh, up in Queen Anne. I want to say I believe this is true. He met his wife here. I'll read you just a little excerpt what he what he said about Seattle in, in regards to Seattle today. Uh, again, Nick Hollis, he played four years here uh, with the Sonics. Of course, he was drafted out of Kansas. Uh, he says, our coach, Nate McMillan, was old school. I learned how to take a hard foul and take a uh, lung off with a screen, and that was the best part about that second year. When he, because his rookie year was, was thrown away because of a shoulder injury, mm, right? And in a second year, the combination of Nick Collison, Jerome James, and Danny Fortson was an unstoppable force in setting screens because they set screens, the hardest screens to this day I've ever seen, to free up Luke, to free up Ray, and to free up Richard Lewis to hit everything, right. and they were so successful at that. Um, he says, I learned how to be a pro for 82 games. I struggled at times, but by the end of the year, I had a place in the rotation, played well in the playoffs. Key Arena was loud, and the city was with us. I absolutely loved it. I love Seattle. I spent every summer there since I was drafted. I love being a supersonic. I hate how it ended there. I had four, court, uh, four coaches in my five years, and then Howard Schultz sold the team to Clay Bennett. The fans knew we were gone. They stopped coming, and I don't blame them. Our last season in Seattle, we were 20-62, and 62, and there was a lawsuit after it to hold the team to the key arena lease. But after the mayor took a settlement, we were moving to Oklahoma. I learned an important lesson. The NBA is a business, and all the parties involved will always act in their bo- in their best interest. The fans in Seattle deserved better, and I hope they get a team back someday soon. So that was a part of what Nick Collison wrote today, uh, announcing his retirement, and uh, a few nice words for the city of Seattle.
2: Great guy, and like I said, heartfelt. Not you know, this is a guy who did stay around up here and was was uh, a part of the community. You know, one of my favorite memories ever of, of Nick Collison would be in that San Antonio series here. they got yeah. to the second round. I think it's game two. The game was in San Antonio. I think it was game two, and the Spurs just beat the daylights out mm-hmm. of the Sonics. Really crushed them. And at the end of the third quarter, I could see. Ah, oh, there's certain things you can see in your mind's eye. Like I could see this happening. There's a the Spurs have the ball and they fumble it away. There's like a second left. The ball's bouncing. Collison picks it up. He's standing at the free throw line. He just turns and heaves it, and it goes in as the horn horn sounds. The balls yeah. in midair. So you know Collison, typical of a guy, he turns and he like throws his arms in the air and has a big grin on his face and he looks over at the bench. And there, okay, so we've cut it like a honest to God like a twenty eight point deficit to twenty five, and he just immediately like realized he, he like brings his arms down and realizes I can't really celebrate this. Nobody really gives a crap that I just threw in this great shot because it's going to have no impact on the yeah. game at all. Yeah, just terrific guy, really un- underrated, awesome, and you know could. Awesome. Last couple of years not a contributor, really. He was no. hurt. He got a little he got a little long in the tooth, but he he, he was he was a good solid player for a decade in the
0: league. He stuck around. I mean, that second year in the league, I mean he I mean I was gonna pull up his numbers from his second year in the league when he was twenty-five until when his play really kind of started to drop off, I would say that was when he was two thousand thirteen season uh there for the Dust Bowlers. I mean, again, he's not a guy that was gonna put a, a massive amount of numbers, but he was averaging you know, as a role player, guy coming off the bench to provide you the dirty work that, you know, he was, you know, Nate as good as anyone. That was a Nate McMillan player. Nick yeah, Collison yeah, right, right. was exactly what Nate McMillan loved. Seven points, six rebounds, what he averaged a period of time from 2006 to 2014 when he was really playing, when he was averaging about 23 minutes a game.
2: He's, and you know, you get, nobody gets drafted in the league and says, Oh, I hope I'm the number seven guy you, know, you the, yeah, right. but the guys that are smart enough to see which so way the man. wind's blowing yep. and say you know I'm a number 7 guy I'm going to play 20 you know, I'm going to play 30 minutes yeah. some night I mean you know when you don't get hung up on exactly what it is and you just do your role you can carve out a great and he was great at that at coming off the bench and then yeah. doing all those things and I
0: just I've always I just always loved and respected the way he handled I think uh everything especially when the when the subject of Seattle always came up mm-hmm. you know I just loved even when he was in Oklahoma City he would just say listen yeah I mean I'm here. I'm with this organization. You know, it's it's a business. Right. I, I, if it was my choice, we wouldn't leave. I remember that night in the locker room saying, "Hey, listen, if this was my call, we right. would not be going." And a right. lot of the players felt that way. But he is, a, you know, for a guy who hasn't been in Seattle since well, playing since what you know that final season of '08. You know, he's the one guy that when the league does come back here, mm-hmm. and I hope they do this, and I think they will. Whoever is managing the team up at Key Arena, bring all these guys back. Oh, all sure. these guys that have ever played. Sure. And I think. He's not going to get the loudest ovation. Yeah. You know, that will be for the greats. Nick Carlson is going to get a hell of an ovation when he comes back here, yeah. and they open up that key arena for basketball. Yeah, it'll be loud.
2: You're right, because people look. People pay attention to this stuff, and they saw that this guy. What you? He didn't have to carry the flag for as many years as he did, and he did, and he probably did it at, again at, at some personal cost in Oklahoma City. And At some point, look, he had to get comfortable down there. He was there for a decade. Yeah, and the, and look, don't don't the people of Oklahoma City aren't the people who did this. You know, it's the it's the it, you know, they were just yeah. fans. They're like oh, us. Sure. If if a team came here, we'd be like, yeah. hey, we're just fans, man. Don't don't blame it. us. Never
0: never been angry with so, them. So
2: so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Nick. Yeah, I, everything that you said. Just a terrific a terrific guy. Great role play. I mean, role player sounds negative. I don't mean it that way at all.
0: But he's a good. I mean, that's that's a a huge massive part of of playing basketball, playing in the league. You right. gotta have role players, right. 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 And he was, he was one of the best. All right. We'll take a break coming up. Uh, top of the hour. Remember, we will give away $100 to Habitude Salon and Spa. We need a funny story about your mom, a funny quirk about your mom, uh, and then we'll let you take care of her with a $100 gift card to Habitude Salon and Spa. Details. It's Sports Radio KJR's
1: EQC Note Thursday. Win a hundred bucks now. We're taking the 12th caller at 206-286-9595. That's the kind of fun games we have around here. Powered by the Emerald Queen
0: Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Now back to Puckett
1: and the Gas Man on Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk.
0: That's right, it's an EQC Note Thursday powered by Emerald Queen Casino. EQC Note Thursdays right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Here's the game. you got to listen from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. for your cue to call. When you hear it, you call that phone number you just heard. Our guy, Vic, give out. 206-286-9595. Congratulations. Our last hour, Kyle Heddington won a $100 thanks to the Emerald Queen Casino Gas, you know, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Has been for years. Uh, that's, that's what they say. And awesome. I mean, you want to talk about a company and a group of people that you ask them, "Hey, mm-hmm. we need help here. We need to send someone here." Yeah. We need to pr- They're like, "Yeah, fine. No problem. Whatever you guys need, we'll do it." They are unbelievable partners and sponsors of this radio station. And Softy has been their guy for years.
2: He's Aww. done so much stuff down there, and they actually called in last segment and said they're adding $5 <laughs> To his first Monday night gig of the year, to kind of offset this little, this un, what they call an unfortunate I, misunderstanding. I
0: think Saty should make a bet with somebody at the Emerald Queen Casino and say, and and with one of his listeners saying, <laughs> "I'll see you here on Monday night." Not show up to the Monday night. Uh, and then say, "Wait a minute! The bet was off because I didn't show up." <laughs> that's and, that's and, not and quite see, what happened. And see but, if <laughs> the guy at the Emerald Queen Casino goes, "Oh, you're right. That's fine. Yeah, bet's canceled."
2: I think you guy. I think we should have Jay Carnegie. Well, the Emerald no. Queen, no, they couldn't be. Uh, look, no. no offense, but they can't judge this. They're softies, guy. No. We need somebody Man. who's completely unbiased. I don't care
0: what Vegas says. I, I'm looking at his people. You would think his listeners would have his back. If you, yeah,
2: but what would Joe Withy? So uh, Joe Withy's a guy who has made his oh. living for his entire life. In the professional gambling business he's in the horse racing industry joe's seen weird i wonder what he would say about this whether this
0: bet is good or the not the bet was if you're just joining us they they had a tea time yesterday quickly we'll update the uh the poll that softy put up i'm ta- i'm i'm told that he is coming he is coming in here at three o'clock guns a blazing uh the quote was <laughs> wow. uh, the quote was
2: i'll be happy i'm not going to be on the mainland at three i'm o'clock. going to crush you i'm going to crush, crush
0: you. you you are a liar and he uh, he called me a liar. L I E R. What is that? Uh, that is a horiz person an object or person lying down in a horizontal position. Maybe that's so. What I he guess means. that's what I am. Maybe I'm a, that's what he... I guess I'm lying down in a horizontal position. Well, no so. one would
2: be shocked if that's the deal.
0: <laughs> so I'm told. So I would stick around three o'clock. He invited me on the show today. I said mm-hmm. I'd love to, but I'm playing golf. Hey, can, and can I we... wanted to make a bet with him. Do you, if he thinks I'll make my tea time today when I get off the air, yeah. So the, t- the bet Sorry. was quickly, just to recap, that uh, he was going to get off the air yesterday at 3.30, mm-hmm. and he claimed to the sports bet he could make it up to, to the uh, Mill Creek Golf Club to be on the first tee at 4.20. And I said, you're crazy. You're not going to make a, it 50 that's minutes. That's a no tough way. slog. And uh, he, they, the game was pushed, the soccer game, so they had to stay on the air till 4.00. Live, because they, they were going to tape out from 3.30 to 4.00. Right. They had to be on there until 4.00. He canceled his tee time. Thus he told me via te- he said the the bet then was was voided. And I said, well, it wasn't voided. I didn't agree to the bet being voided. Just because you didn't make your tee time doesn't mean the bet is off. You mm-hmm. missed your tee time. Mm-hmm. You didn't tee off at 420. The the issue, his spirit of the bet, his heart of the bet was you needed to tee off at 420. Be on the on the first tee at 420. My simple question it would just ring, were you on the tee at 420? Yes or no? No. I win the bet. I mean, it's pretty black and white. It's not very complicated. It seems to me
2: that yeah, but that you know again, I, I don't want to be involved in it. This. this is your beef with Softy. I've presented. You know, we could call uh, Zuck the mayor. Zuck's a professional gambler. He knows what the hell's going on. He's been in the gambling business. We there's many sources. We go to get an independent arbiter on this, but I'm you know I'm not gonna. You know.
0: Well, thirty thirty two hundred people have voted on Softy's mm-hmm. poll question. You can follow Softy at Softy and he says, uh, Puck and I had a bet. Uh, I would make a 420 t time this afternoon. It was, so, was supposed to be off the air at 330. Sounders' kick got moved. We stayed on the air till 4. I canceled the t the time. Uh, he asked his listeners, should be bet canceled or softy loses? Uh, 29% say bet canceled. 71% say softy loses. Again, his people, not mine. Wow. No. His it's his yeah, it's, it's, softy's yeah. on hold right now, and he's uh, insisting to come. No, on. that's okay. He has he has three o'clock. Yeah. We got things to do yeah, here. Yeah, I, we, I, I've, I've asked you some Prebs yeah, Jets yeah, questions. Yeah. I, I have three o'clock. He has his home time to do his show. Yeah, there you go. That's I what. mean that's not my this is, and we're up against the clock. We're you know I'm told by by Shocky yeah. that we must always hit our breaks on time. Softy has a whole three and a half hours where he can present his case to his loyal listeners, gas mm-hmm. who've decided to turn on him. Yeah, it is odd. They it's, have put a knife in his back. That, that they have said me. we rather agree with a cougar than a husky on yeah,
2: this. That, that surprises me. That, that it's definite. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's odd. Well, now yeah. I have to deal with Sati berating me on the phone line, telling me, "Well, so Puck's chicken, huh? You guys chicken? Yeah, well, well it's, you know, uh, it's... no,
0: I'm just it's the time. We, you know, I've to break in thirty seconds. I've got an important question. What are you going to ask me? I've got uh, why I am watching tonight. Why wasn't it last night? I'm like
2: they had a day off. Why? What do you know? Why they didn't play last night? Because the t- there was a Justin Timberlake concert. In Nashville? In Nashville. Oh. And those things aren't as easy to move as you might think. Yeah, and they're well. like, just, you know, we can't. You. Although it's interesting, the uh, yeah, they, they couldn't get the game. So the game seven got bumped back a day. And it's very odd. In the rhythm of hockey, it's odd to have that extra day They've off, been off so. for a
0: while. When when they last play? Two days is off. Just oh, two okay. days. Game I've six was... Seen was longer And than that. Nashville
2: beat them uh, easy and went about... I think the road team has won maybe three games hey, in this, this series.
0: If no one's tuned in, what Nashville has been able to do in this environment, and hopefully it happens here and you need success, is unbelievable. Like, th- this home crowd in Nashville yeah. is out of control.
2: And they've been good for a while down there. They're,
0: yeah. uh Interesting. Here's but a I'm num- going for Winnipeg. I, I have adopted the Winnipeg Jets.
2: How important is it to score first tonight? This kind of, this surprises me a little bit because you just think it, hun- this will be the 171st Game 7 in NHL playoff history.
0: 101st? 171st. H- 171st, sorry.
2: In the previous 170, the team that scores first wins 75%. Jesus. You'd think that somebody would have come back God. 126 to 44. Only 44 times has a team given up the first goal in a game seven and come back to win that game. My God. That's crazy, man. That that is is, uh, so it. watch for first blood in tonight's game. Five it's five very important.
0: Five o'clock, the, the puck drops. Uh, I, it's on NBC Sports Network. I mm. would suggest to watch it on CBUT. It depends. They, if, I if, feel they do a better job. If
2: Emmerich is in on the call, I do love oh, Emmerich. Like em- I love Emmerich. Yeah, yeah. I think he's as good at what he does as anybody in the business right now. Uh, but but yeah, if I'm, you go see, but don't you get uh, Cherry?
0: Do you get Cherry in between the, after yeah, the first period? Yeah, you need.
2: know, firing all kinds oh. of wild accusations. That's what
0: I need. That's yeah. what I need in my life. The coach. I hope when we do get the hockey team, one of our shows gets him on weekly.
2: Having him... In the old KJR Roadhog with me for 20 minutes <laughs> is is one of the four or five highlights of my. You career. have the tape no god no it's 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 like 25 years ago and i I was never good at saving that kind of stuff
0: Be awesome all right coming up lunch with listeners a special lunch with listeners uh we will spend our first segment with lunch with listeners uh asking you to reflect on your mom your funny story about your mom a quirk about your mom something that annoys you about your mom but you love her for it right A, a lovable annoyance with your mom uh the best one We'll get a $100 gift card, $100 to Habitune Salon and Spa. Curtis Calhoun has got updates for you coming up top of the hour.